3: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Ellison Weist. Hello, Ellison. Hey, Sarah. It's good to hear your voice. Ditto. Yes, yes. But <laughs> we have been having a lot of email back and forths and texts about, because we have to talk books for summer reading podcast. Ooh, mm-hmm. So excited. I uh, know it's airing on June 30th, which in a way seems like the day after tomorrow and in other ways I hope is a long way off because by then my kids will be, all my kids will be graduates of high school.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I know, you know, I understand that it was 18 years ago when you were trundling around very pregnant with twins, but still. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, and you, I mean, you go back before then. I remember you were so dear to me when I was going through infertility and we had that uh, big setback with, um, Getting a yeah. I think it was a cyst and you left um some of my favorite fragrance, a moisturizer. The I love the fragrance Kai, and you got me um um, a body lotion of that. That was very sweet. (laughs) And I never wanted to use all of it because it was so dear to me that so finally I'm like, okay, it's like brown and I'm not sure if there's a fragrance left, but but gosh, that was awful sweet of E to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well we've also got to like pack in a lot of reading from from we sure do. We sure do. So
3: I hope the time does not (laughs) fly by.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Have you started Ann Patchett's Tom Lake yet?
0: No, I have not because I'm sort of like you know saving that, mm-hmm. savoring it. Although every time I walk past it, I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, because I have you. I have, and oh Ooh. my goodness, it
3: uh. hook, line, and sinker from the first chapter. Oh just, boy! Well, it, that that hook is set in my mouth, and I am I'm just on the line for the, for this one. It is so good. Fantastic. So, yes. Good. Yes. Good, really really good. excited. So, yes. So I hear that you are um,
0: getting back into running and helping some other folks. Well, yeah. Don't jinx me because I'm sort <laughs> of at the uh, point where you were, I think, several months ago. I'm walk running at this point. But I uh, m- opened my big mouth when a couple of my friends <laughs> uh, who are both in there early fifties said, Oh, you know, we really want to run the Cooper River Bridge run, mm. which is mm-hmm. uh, as it sounds, a run over the Cooper River Bridge down in Charleston that has turned into a massive event. I know I think it's one of the top ten biggest races in the country. Exactly. Or top to biggest
3: ten Ks, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. they uh neither of them have ever run a ten K. They've run five Ks and mm-hmm. I said, Oh, you guys should do it, blah, blah, blah. And then they pinned me down and said, well, we'll only do it if you'll train us for it. And so Mm. (laughs) what I'm thinking is there's training and then there's racing. (laughs) But I have a sneaky suspicion I'm not going to get off that easy. But thankfully, (laughs) it's not until April 2024.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you told me that it's in April, like my, I could feel my
0: brain fritzing. I'm like, wait, wait. Isn't, isn't April over? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. geez. Yeah. Thank you. Because that's, I mean, I'm just like, okay, that's 11 months. And I'm thinking, when can I get like, cause right now I'm doing like, you know, run for two minutes, walk for three to four, run for two mm. minutes. And it's, you know, as you know, coming back from something is, you know, at certain times just, Remind me what you're coming back from I'm coming back from uh, Double pneumonia followed a couple of months later by COVID and okay, that, I th- I thought it was not an injury but an no, illness. No, no, and mm-hmm. you know the thing is that I got over COVID back in October, but I mean I couldn't run, I couldn't walk for several months mm. after there for more than just around the block and everything. So it was oh my gosh, oh, it was it was ridiculous, and I didn't have a bad case. I was very fortunate. Wow. But I just, and I've talked to other people that are the same way. I've got a friend right now, in fact, one of the gals that wants to run Cooper River, and she said Mm -hmm. that it took her a full three months before she could really do a workout and feel like, okay, she wasn't going to die. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: Wow. Wow. Just this morning on my run, I was mulling over podcast topics, and I thought that, Maybe there's something to like, how did the pandemic change your running? Yes. And, and and so that it would be coming at it, you know, one person might be from a how long it took them from an illness, health recovery standpoint. But also, are there some people who were really avid racers before, and they still haven't gotten back into it, or they missed races so much and they rarely race beforehand that now all they want to do is run races? Like, right. I just think times of trauma test people in different ways. Right. And, and yeah. And so, there were people anyway.
0: that started running and got hooked. Oh, Definitely you know, Mm -hmm. because of it. They were at home and they just thought, you know, okay, I gotta get out of the house and started Mm -hmm. that way. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's an idea. Mm -hmm. Jot this down. Oh, good,
3: good, good. And now that I've said it on the podcast, because honestly, when I got back, I was like, "Oh, I need to write that down somewhere." That would involve finding a piece of paper.
0: Yeah, because I'll forget it in another, you know, five. Oh yes, oh yes,
3: oh those great ideas I have in the middle of the night. There. Uh, Oh, I'm going to definitely remember this. Wake
2: up,
0: huh? I think I had a good idea last night. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had said, somebody said to me, oh, when that happens, just lay back down in bed for about 10 or 15 minutes and it'll probably come to you. And I'm like, I live in a household with three children, 10 and under. My mornings are not my own. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are you doing, Grandma? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nana, Nana. Yeah. <Nana.
3: laughs>
2: yeah. <Yep. laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's fabulous! All right, well, hopefully between the two of us and maybe a couple of listeners, I'll remember the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel
0: free to chime in, uh, listeners. Yes,
3: yes. So, well, speaking of that, uh, this topic for today is one that was banging around in my head for a long time, and I did remember it. Uh, it is we have guests who are two gals who run for charity causes, including one who helps rally other charity runners. And like I said, I've long wanted to have this conversation, as I know. Runners like these two we're having on can impart a load of practical fundraising and logistical tips as well as provide inspiration and insight. Our first guest is a repeat guest who once again is live in studio. Thankfully, I know her well enough that she can <laughs> overlook the guest bed that um, until last night was still unmade. Now I've rush made it uh, thanks to prom night sleepover. So Portland resident Krista Hagenbaugh rider, is a mother of a middle schooler. Oh huh. And an independent contractor currently working as community coordinator of running and fitness for Every Mother Counts, a nonprofit she has run numerous races for as a charity runner, including the 2019 New York City Marathon. Yeah. Welcome back to the show and my basement, Krista. Thanks, Sarah. It's nice to be here. <laughs> yes. So so to hearken back to the first podcast you were on, how goes the hunt for spare change? Um, and you know that Allison also used to be on the hunt when she lived here yes. in Portland.
1: You know, it has definitely slowed down. Oh, mm-hmm. I think but I mean it's always I mean but I would say I don't find it as often. Mm.
3: I found I two know. dimes on Alberta Street today.
1: Did you I mean, you gotta hit the busy streets. Gotta I think. hit the busy streets. <laughs> yes. And especially like Saturdays and Sundays.
3: Mm, that's, After oh, people
1: have left the bars at night. That's
3: interesting because I don't run as much on the weekends now that pickleball oh. is consuming mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saturdays, yeah, Saturdays, it's good times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so in Ellison, you poor waif, you have barely found anything at your since you've no, moved to no, South Carolina. It's <laughs>
0: been almost three years, and the most I've found at once was 35 cents. And that was just, you know, considering the most I found in Portland was a hundred dollar bill. Uh, that's a bit of a, <laughs> oh, a brag, 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 brag. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> well, then I won't tell you about the four twenties I found another time. Okay, all right, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Krista, because I know that there's some weeping going on. T- get, tell us a little bit about your running background.
1: So I have been, I would, what I would call a serious runner since probably 2011. And I started running, um, right after my father passed away, it Mm -hmm. was my doctor's suggestion to kind of get through my grief. Um, I was feeling very down and asked her if she would put me on, give me something. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, I'm not going to give you anything. I want you to go exercise. I want you to start running or walking or swimming, do something and come back and see me in three months. If you're still like, really feeling. She's like, but you're supposed to be sad. Your father mm-hmm. just died. And I'm so grateful that she did that because I was like, all right, you know, and Archer was two at the time. So he joined a little play school in the neighborhood. We bought a used Bob and I threw him in a stroller and I would run him to his little play school. And then I just, it was kind of, we joke, it was a little bit like Forrest Gump. I started running and I didn't stop. <laughs> um, you know, started the easy, you know, with the 5Ks and then the 10Ks and then I worked up to a half and then I never thought I would do a marathon, but then. Never say never. <laughs> right. That's right.
0: That's right. Well, it says apparently you ran five marathons in five years. And yes. then you say that menopause hit hard and your marathon, yes. she have been retired. I can definitely, uh, I would be high-fiving you now if we were closer because that was what happened with me as well. But tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think what's interesting is that menopause also coincided with the pandemic. Mm. So some of it was just what everybody, or I imagine everybody was feeling during the pandemic. Like some days it was just hard to get out of bed. How do you stay motivated? But I really, my body just, it felt like it wasn't mine, you know, going through menopause. The anxiety was insane, the, you know, the sleepless nights, um, which all is very hard when you're trying to run. But I kept at it and just kind of changed my goals a little bit and changed expectations of myself. And I think I'm still kind of in that mindset that like I will celebrate a 2 mile run if that's what I get in on a given day. You know and I know it's through menopause, it's probably important, like anything, to keep moving, and that's when I started. My my sister and I kind of started our daily mile. Yeah, so I, I moved. Ask about that. Yeah, Tell more about the daily mile. So, um, at least a mile of forward motion every day. Mm-hmm. and a lot of days it's, I run it and, you know, it'll be lumped into like my five mile run, mm-hmm. but some days it's just, okay, I can walk down to the otsen house, you know, the otsen house in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I walk down to the otsen <laughs> house, turn around the block and that's a mile. That's my mile. And it's, it gets me off the couch or out of the house on days when, you know, I would like to just stay with my laundry basket and my dirty dishes and my work, but it forces me outside in the sunshine. Or the rain. And I have kept it up. I mean, all those snow days. Yeah. I did it through snow. I've done it through heat. I did it when I was wonky after the COVID vaccine.
3: Mm.
1: And then I did it all of my, when I had COVID, Mm. I still kept my mile a day.
3: wow. 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 Yeah. And your son Archer now often joins you?
1: He does. He has started running. Mm he used to do it on his bike with me, mm-hmm. you know, and now sometimes it's like forced family fun. I want you to do my mile with me. Wow. <laughs> forced <First> family fun.
3: <laughs> the three <acts. laughs>
1: Well, tell us, uh, Every Mother
0: Counts. I have not heard of mm-hmm. that organization. Can you tell us a little bit about
1: it? But then also tell us how you got involved. Yes, definitely. So I actually found Every Mother Counts because I think, Sarah, you did a
3: podcast, episode podcast with, Christy. Christy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, with Christy Turlington Burns, the founder. Mm-hmm. So the mission of Every Mother Counts is to make pregnancy and childbirth safe, respectful, and equitable for every mother. Right. And so when I, my sister ran the New York City, well, was supposed to run the New York City Marathon 2012, the year of Sandy, mm-hmm. she deferred her entry to 2015. And at that point, again, I was just doing half marathons and I had no No just
3: about that. No, just, just, no,
1: just about that. You're right. I'm really bad with the justs. Thank Mm -hmm. you for correcting me. And I'd never really thought about a marathon, but then my sister was going to be running New York city. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite city. And I was like, if ever there was a time running it with my sister in New York city. So of course, like all of the thousands of other people, I didn't get in via the lottery. Mm -hmm. So I started to explore charities and I had previously run years, years ago. My sister and I ran a half marathon for the American Stroke Association for my father. And so I considered running with them, but like, it, it wasn't move. Like I wasn't moved by the mission. And so I kept exploring. And then I was like, I think, Sarah did a podcast. And so that led me to explore every (laughs) mother. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Cause you know, when you go to the New York city marathon website, I mean, there's hundreds of charities. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to, whittle all of that down. And so then, yeah, I reflected back on Sarah, your conversation. So I reached out to them. And so I ended up running the 2015 marathon with them. And it was a great experience. I mean, the whole thing, running the marathon, running with my sister, but also running for a charity team. Mm. um, And that team aspect and seeing people out on the course wearing the same jersey, uh, the cheer station was like nothing else. They were right at about mile 20. And so it was just the boost. Yes. Mm. At just the boost that you needed. And I was so inspired by the entire process when we were done that I didn't want that to be it. Mm. And so I became an ambassador for the organization and um, did a lot of community outreach out here in Portland and then ran 2016 and then 2017, went to Chicago in 2018, and then again, back to New York in 2019.
3: Hmm. Uh, and all of those were for fundraising? And all of those
1: building. were fundraising. That's yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. I think it's my total raised for them is close, over $25,000 wow. all of my years. Because then I did that smaller races. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Are um, you
0: doing now? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing smaller races for them?
1: Yes. So I did the, what are the last two that I did? Big Sur. Mm-hmm. So I did the Big Sur 11 miler in 2019. And then where are we? This is 23, 22. I ran the Big Sur relay. So there mm-hmm. were four of us and you know, you have to, I mean, anytime you run with a charity, right, there's the fundraising involved. And so we did the relay race mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. raised funds for them. Hmm. And is there, correct me if I'm
0: wrong, but is Mm -hmm. their phrase, run like a mother's life, depends on it? Or is that something that you have used during your races to help
1: They, yes, they do. There have been signs that say that, Um, you know, it's also in the average time it takes, you know, a person to run a marathon. A hundred mothers could die um, (laughs) due to complications of pregnancy and childbirth.
3: And isn't there some stat that they use about how far a woman in Africa has to walk for prenatal care? It can
1: be an average. They could walk up to 26 miles. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. hmm hmm mm-hmm. In some of the more remote countries. hmm So mm-hmm. there is definitely a tie to the long distance running. But even, you know, the shorter distances, distance is a barrier for women to access healthcare. Mm-hmm. And so any distance that people run is you know, it's, it matters. It matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, so now you've transitioned into this cheerleader role, which I got to yes. say,
1: they could not have found
3: a better cheerleader oh, than you, Krista, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just sitting here and you radiate such positive oh, energy. and thank you just, you. I don't know. You're just, you. You're just as beautiful inside as you are well, outside. thank you. Thank so, you. and might I add, you were oftentimes a model
0: for our oh, store.
3: So I was? So, yes. yeah. Back <laughs> in my <laughs>
1: younger days. <laughs> I <I'm> just wanted <laughs> to make photo shoots lately. <laughs>
0: So, Please don't so, say pre-menopause. no,
1: no <laughs> I didn't. I, no, no, no. Okay, good, good.
0: So, so in that
3: in this role of yours, how do you support other charity runners?
1: So. I kind of go, um, go through the whole entire experience with them. So I will often be their first point of contact when they reach out to Every Mother Counts. And I explain the fundraising commitment. I explain what they get as being a member of Team EMC. And then depending on the race, it's I will offer Logistical help, you know, for New York City, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Big Sur, we talk about getting the bus to the start. Mm -hmm. And so I offer fundraising. We just did a big fundraising Zoom for anybody that's a runner currently, 2023 Team EMC runner. Um, We did a fundraising and ideas on how to fundraise and getting your match donations because it's an underutilized benefit of many companies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just really kind of, shepherding them through the process. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I'm not at every race, but I was at Big Sur and I will be at New York city. And mm-hmm. so then being able to meet people face to face after months of communication and online um, conversations, mm-hmm. it's really fantastic. And I think that cheering for people in a race is sometimes just as exhilarating as running the race yeah, itself I would agree yeah it's so moving i mean multiple times you know we were just at big sur multiple times like tears came to my eyes you know these are people that are pushing themselves we had a couple runners it was their very first 5k one woman it was her first race and she did the 12k wow. and that has such an impact and it's so powerful as running 26.2. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, a beautiful part of as we're bringing in some smaller races into our calendar. Because not everybody wants to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Right. And not everybody should have to. And they can still have that charity experience of getting out there and running for something outside of yourself. But, hey, I'm going to do a 10-miler because mm-hmm. th- I can do that.
3: Mm-hmm. Do people find it more difficult to raise funds for shorter races? Or is I don't think does the so. general public kind I, of not really know the difference. I don't
1: think that they do. (laughs) I mean, I think right there is definitely like the wow factor if you're running New York City Mm -hmm. or Chicago. But I mean, even, you know, Big Sur is a big feat. And um, no, I mean, all of our runners, I would say the majority of our runners, you know, far exceed their fundraising minimums. Oh,
0: okay. Because that leads to something I wanted to ask uh, about fundraising. What advice can you give gals who feel guilty for asking mm-hmm. people to essentially fund what may be seen by others as a bucket list race, you know, like mm-hmm. New York or Chicago?
1: Well, I will say, you know, it's getting harder for, you know, quote unquote, the average person to get into races. Right. And I think that running with a charity is a fantastic way to do those bucket races. But it's also, yes, it's for you but, or for, you know, for the person that's running, but really it's for a greater good. Mm -hmm. And the money isn't like, I don't see any of the donations, right? All of the money goes to the charity. All of the money goes to every mother counts. And I Mm -hmm. can see the programs that they have in place and where the money is going. And so when you ask people, I think it's really saying I'm doing this you know, my body is able to do this incredible thing for this organization. And so kind of, yes, it's through me that this work can be done. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Yeah, that's nice. So what tips do you share with folks about raising money for a charity? Like what events do you find are most effective that you did? And You know, what do you see that works well for other folks?
1: So the match donations through employers is, like I said, it's totally underutilized. Like, just ask everybody, hey, oh, you know, somebody says I want to make a donation. Great. Does your employer do match? Because it's often just a super small, like, sign a paper. Paperwork and yeah. submit it to HR or somebody. I never thought of that. I never thought mm-hmm. of that. Oh, yeah.
3: Look at you, and you work for Pepsi. I would assume. <laughs> yes. they must have had a match
0: program way back when. Uh, um, possibly. Uh, enough yeah. said. Let's move along.
1: <laughs> um, and I you know, we give suggestions, like create something like, so when I ran the Big Sur, um, relay, I had to catch the bus at four 30 yawn. Mm. Um, so I created a basket called joy comes in the morning. And so I put in a pound of coffee and, an every mother counts coffee mug and a gift card to Krispy Kreme and a journal and then a sweatshirt. And I said, anybody that donates, you know, I think it was $10. You get one raffle ticket. And so then people would donate $50. So they got five raffle tickets. And I try and put things in the basket so that it can easily be shipped, right? Because I was you immediately
3: don't. thought that. I was like, oh, <laughs> please tell me you got a local
1: person winning. Yeah. yeah, somebody, a local person did win that one.
3: Oh, and it wasn't rigged at all, was right. it? So. It
1: wasn't. It wasn't. I think we have it on video. I always try to have... Ar- Archer always pulls the name, and I usually try and get it on video, you know, or... Build your playlist for twenty dollars. You get to pick a song. Mm -hmm. Choose your mile that you would like me to dedicate to you. You know, Mm -hmm. have you ever been to Chicago? Here's the Chicago Marathon map. Tell me which mile you want me, you know, to give you a shout out. Really, kind of bringing people into your training. Also, I've done. um, I did a happy hour one year (laughs) and just had super simple. Tater tots and popcorn and cold beer, and you know, ask people to donate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's harder for people to say no when they see you in person. Mm-hmm. But and I also, was at your house or at a bar? No, it was in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, mm-hmm. Portland mm-hmm. weather um, cooperated. They did cooperate. <laughs> but I also think I always encourage my runners, don't be afraid to ask because, mm. again, you're not asking. I mean, yes, you're asking for yourself, but it's you are an extension. You know, you are asking on behalf of an organization that is doing really good work.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not so you can go to New York and spend four and a half hours on a hot tub or anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Because okay. then
1: you're still going to be running 26.2 exactly. miles. And as exciting as that is, that's really hard. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, do any of the runners you work with ever not make their goal? And then do they have to pay the difference?
1: Yes. So the platform that we use you have to enter your credit card Mm -hmm. upon signing up and then your credit card will be charged any balance. And, you know, we give a lot of notice and, you know, I know other organizations do the same thing. They want to see every runner um, succeed. And Mm so, you know, sometimes deadlines can be extended and again, that's charity to charity, but our goal is to help our runners Succeed. And Mm -hmm. so it's just all you just have to communicate that. But yeah, a lot of, and some charities, again, really different. You have to have like half of your total raised by a certain date. Some do it, you have to have it by race day Mm -hmm. or bibs will get pulled. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I would say is something to consider or look at if you're looking at running with a charity is what are their fundraising and when are deadlines and we have extended it beyond race day because i think you can capture a lot of people with your race story right sure. yeah like that is a really it real
3: for those oh yes people. Yeah. yes or they think oh shoot i missed it oh i wish i hadn't missed it right well it's not too late. <laughs> it's too
1: late so i think that's an important thing to pay attention to is when when do i have to have those funds raised
3: It's time to hear from the folks who let us bring you this free content. Please consider supporting them like they support us. We'll be back soon. So, Krista, you know, we got to talk swag. Um, I know that uh, Every Mother Counts has some pretty awesome swag. So when someone signs up for Mm -hmm. an EMC Mm -hmm. event, they definitely wear the gear in the race. Like, I think that's something that some maybe um folks are a little bothered by in a way you know because oh it's uh you know it's not the tank top it's not my lucky tank top or my lucky shorts or something and
1: we it's mixed i would say majority of people do Mm -hmm. and i i always encourage people to because you have a built-in support system when you're running yes like Mm -hmm. one of my good friends now in real life, Mm -hmm. I met because she was a team EMC runner Mm -hmm. in the 2016 marathon. And we were both at a spot where we were dragging Mm -hmm. and I kind of sidled up and, you know, hi, how are you? And we, you know, both were wearing the every mother counts singlets, started talking and here we are Uh very dear friends. Uh She lives in New York. And so you get, you know, built in support, you get cheers. You know, people Mm -hmm. are screaming for you Mm -hmm. and we always try to get them to runners ahead of time so Mm -hmm. they can practice because we do know that that's important, right? Mm -hmm. You never Mm -hmm. try anything new on race day. Mm -hmm. So we try to get the singlets to them and most of the time we do. So give it a run, but some people just, they don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, you know, we don't make anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We encourage them to, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it does, it it makes, I just, you know, hearing people shout every mother counts when you're Mm. running down the street it or down the course it just it like it propels you
3: that's awesome that's awesome well Krista as I knew you're a fabulous guest so thank you
1: you're a fabulous host (laughs) thanks for having me
0: (laughs) yeah great information
1: thank you
3: our second guest actually suggested this topic in addition to it rattling around in my brain. So it was Kismet to have her as a guest. Her name is Diane Coda, and she's a physician and a mom of three young boys in Naperville, Illinois. Diane has run 14 marathons, including all six of the world marathon majors. Woo She ran one of those races, the 2023 New York City Marathon for Run for Autism. Thanks for joining us, Diane.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited. Good.
0: Diane, can you tell us a little bit about your running background, what got you started, and how you came to this great sport?
2: Sure. I think probably similar to many of the guests that you've heard, I did a few sports in high school, but I didn't consider myself really athletic. Um, I was in soccer, and I was on a cheerleading team. So, Running was a punishment, and I don't know what it is about being a mom or you know thirties and forties that long distance run just is so um so enticing all of a sudden when it <laughs> seems like torture before. So um, after my first son was born, I started running like twelve years ago, um, you know for for weight loss and things like that, and just to get out and I just fell in love with long distance running that was That was my time, yeah. That, that's that's a similar story I think I've heard before
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we could have a whole podcast about why <laughs> those long runs are so enticing <laughs> I think in one word we could sum it up as time or two words time alone yeah. uh, <laughs> right. exactly exactly yeah. yeah yeah so you told me earlier that you're injury prone and that you run on a treadmill with an intriguing body weight support system on your treadmill called the lever and or lever, whatever we want to say that word. So I'd never heard of that system before. Could you briefly tell us more?
2: I could. It's awesome. It's been a game changer for me. It's from a company out of Boulder, Colorado. It is basically like pulleys and bungee cords that attach to um, these like compression shorts that you wear on your treadmill. Wow. And then depending on what you set the level at, it could take off like 5% of your body weight, 10%, I think up to like 30% or up to 40 pounds or something like that. I actually don't know how it's pronounced. That's a good question. I always say lever, but lever movement system. Mm. Um, But it's really affordable compared to, what is it, the anti-gravity or the zero G? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That name is escaping me. But my physical therapist had recommended that. And even... You know we're outside of Chicago, but there's like only one or two in my area, and I have to drive 20 minutes, and it's very expensive. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a great and option. They, they attach to the ceiling. The, no, the... yeah, that. So you, um, it's a metal frame that you mm. put on top of the handles of the oh. treadmill. Oh. oh, and it fits every treadmill except, I guess, the Woodway requires a little adapter, which they give mm. you. I don't have a Woodway, but I have mm-hmm. um, a Nordic Track, and so yeah, it just sits on the handlebars. And you do it that way. So my husband installed Mm. it, but I mean, it took him like 10 or 15 minutes. I think the idea is you should, you should be able to take it off. And, you know, there's a lot of elites that they have that use it Mm -hmm. probably for their like brand name recognition Mm -hmm. And they're always taking it off. They throw it in a duffel bag, and then they bring it with them and throw it on the treadmill, you know, wherever they're training. They have a lot of triathletes and things like that. So Fascinating. Yeah. So I tried that out, and I I really like it. Um, I'm injured again right now, so I'm back on it uh, for, like, once a week and then just walking. So, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Well, on to something that's nicer than injury.
0: Um, On the guest Google form, you wrote... A vacation race through a new city on foot is heaven. Now, given that you've run in some amazing cities as part of the world, uh, the marathon majors, tell us about a high point or a standout memory in one of those six cities.
2: Oh, yes, that's so tough. <laughs> London was uh, amazing because we ran across the uh, my son, my youngest son calls it the London Bridge is falling down, but it's actually (laughs) the Tower Bridge, (laughs) the beautiful bridge with the blue and that Mm -hmm. comes at about the halfway point. And, um, you know, we tried to get glimpses of it when we were there before just sightseeing. And it's tough. It's very busy. There's cars. You're just kind of like craning your head to get into a selfie or a photo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you get to run across that and there's no cars, no one, I mean, that it, it's just runners and the bridge. It, it was really, really amazing. So wow. those types of experiences, you know, as marathon runners, you can only get that in these special events. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I live for that. Cool. Awesome.
3: Awesome. Well, so let's fast forward to the topic at hand running for a charity. So why did you opt to go that route for the New York City Marathon last year?
2: Yes, yeah. So I think in your open you said twenty twenty-three. So it's uh it was twenty two, but I'm oh, sure, sorry. I'm sorry. sure everybody realizes that because I, I don't yeah, so it's May, so the twenty three hasn't happened yet. But Oh, um, I'm a moron, yes. No, you're not no, everyone I everyone knew what you meant, but I just wanted to I just wanted to be clear. I'm not claiming to have already won the 2023 <laughs> Oh yes, you are doing a new <laughs> You'll have the so guys you. I already ran it. So, uh, actually, that was on my radar for a while because my youngest son has autism, he's autistic, and there's a charity called Run for Autism, and I had wanted to run with them for London, and they didn't do that one, and they um, ended up sending me a list of, and I got lucky, I got into London just through the lottery, but then they ended up sending me a list of other races that that they do um, run, and New York City was one of them, so I knew right away that I wanted to run it with them. But more selfishly, in the past, before I was aware of that charity, I have tried to get into New York City so many times. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just have never uh, gotten in through the lottery. And my and the, the half marathon times and things are just a little too fast for me. So, so it was a great way just to, to get a bib for the race, selfishly. Well, what did you think? Uh, now you finally
0: run New York. Was it everything you were expecting and hoping for?
2: So sadly, my New York race because it was extremely hot that year, and um, I had a rough race was not my favorite. So my friends w- uh, were very angry with me afterwards because everyone says New York is the best, and they're like, "What? New York's <laughs> not top of your list?" And I'm like, "No, those bridges. You know, I felt like I was out on the bridge for two miles alone. There's no spectators. It was very hot. So I'm sure, I'm sure it was the heat. You know, that sort of did me in. Um, I, I walked most of Central Park towards the end, so I didn't have a. A magical experience necessarily. But running with the charity was fantastic. I mean, there are so many advantages that I didn't even realize. I mean, it, it was wonderful just to have that cause behind it, you know, something that you feel like you're striving towards. I'm putting up on my social media, you know, once a week looking for donations. So, you know, normally I, I try not to be too vocal about my running because it it gets annoying for all my non-running friends, um, (laughs) as I'm sure you guys can relate. You know, they're like, oh, you're running another marathon. Jeez, you know. So um, but for this, it was like I was raising money for a cause. So everyone knew I was doing it. And I felt like I had all these people, you know, cheering me on. And um, that was great. And then you really become part of a team. So in the Starters Village, you know, I met the other runners for Run for Autism you know, you get to go on a special charity bus for the New York City Marathon to get you over to Staten Island. And um, you get to talk to people ahead of time, because there's a long wait time, depending on when you start. Mm -hmm. And you learn everyone else's story and why they're raising money for autism. We're all wearing the same singlets. You can see each other out there. And so yeah, just since I was a kid, probably I haven't had that sense of like feeling like I'm on a team, like I'm 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 part of a team running this today. It's not just me. So that was a really unexpected. I didn't I didn't think you know I thought it was a means to get into a race I wanted to run and to raise money, and I didn't realize how fun that piece of it would be. So I, I would definitely do it again. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, our
0: earlier guest, Krista, talked about the team aspect and how important that was. And it sounds like that is the same for you, double time. I mean, you, yeah. yes. Yeah, can
2: you tell us, uh, do you mind telling us how much you had to raise? Yes, um, it was $3,000. Okay. So um, I believe in past years, you were able to raise the amount for the cherry in addition to the amount for the marathon bib. So it may have been 3500 they won't allow that anymore. You know, they don't want the charities paying for your race entry. So it's, um, 3000 for the charity. And then you would get the opportunity to purchase a bib. So for New York, I think it was 500 for so 3,500 all in, um, which to me was actually, I don't know about the other woman raising money, but for me, that was the most I have, have ever raised. I, I know some wonderful people that have, you know, raise 20,000 and 30,000 these big amounts. And I've never done that before. You know, I've raised money for my kids' school district for half marathons locally. And I think it's like 300, 500. You know, I always think to myself, like, oh, if I don't get around to raising it, you know, we can just donate that amount. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that this was going to be very difficult. And it, it really wasn't. We had so much time. People are so generous. You know, I, I put in my first donation for myself. And, and it came almost exclusively through just weekly social media posts. Um, I ended up moving my target up and up actually, cause we, sur- we surpassed that. So, wow. you know, I think when you hear that number, sometimes that, that gives people pause, like, oh, I can't do that. You can trust me. You can, you have so much time, hit me up. I'll donate for you. Like I, I wouldn't hesitate, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few thousand dollars, three, $5,000 for, for a marathon. You can do it. Hmm.
3: So you say you posted on social media. Did you have any events or kind of special, I don't know, I don't want to use the term gimmicks because that that minimizes the specialness of it, but did you have any special tricks and tips that you did to, to raise money or was it social media posts exclusively?
2: Yes. I, I know what you mean. So mostly I just did social media, but I definitely donated first myself um, for mm-hmm. myself. So I feel like that's always good. So you can get that started and people see that you're really committed to, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. putting your own money down. And then sometimes I would offer, like if we were getting close to another marker, like another, I don't know if th- you know, thousand dollar threshold or something, you, you, some round number, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. I would offer to match people's donations. So, like, I'll say the next three donations I get for twenty five dollars, or I will, I'll match that. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> You're like um, an NPR
3: fundraiser.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, honestly, if I had got, if I had probably done more research, I know a lot of people work for companies that will match, and I, I didn't. Oh,
3: that's what Krista, our first yeah, guest, was talking about. That mm-hmm.
2: is really smart, and I did not take the time to really research that. I, I think that you could, yeah. you could just. There's infinite possibilities, probably, of what you could do. Um, but then I would post not to try and trying not to be too annoying. I would just post once a week, thanking the people or the autism heroes, I would call them, you know, that had donated that week before. And mm. so if you do that, for example, on Facebook, it links to those people's pages. And so I think it kind of ups the ante, like, Oh, my friend donated to her ch- to this charity, I should donate too, or like, so oh. and so donated, you know, you start to Oh, I want to be a part of this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in a donation. And so I think that really helps. Oh, yeah.
3: Did you then did you find mm-hmm. that there are people who you really didn't know who were donating to you?
2: Yes, yeah, my brother in law, oh. um, and some family members, shared it on their pages and some of their friends donated and I, I, I did not yeah I didn't know who they were and so oh cool
3: did you come up with the phrase autism
2: heroes I did except I think there oh. is a charity there might be a charity or other groups mm. so so
3: we're not going to trademark
2: that phrase. correct mm-hmm. I may have it may have <laughs> been rolling around in my subconscious and somebody else may have come up with it first so I, I won't take credit <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We won't hold you to it, but, that, but it's clever. It, it um, did the run for autism. Did they give you, you know, a manual of tips and, and that type of thing. So I thought maybe you pulled it from there.
2: Yes, they did. They did. Um, I don't know that they use that phrase, but they did give you instructions. And of course I should mention, they help you build a web page, And so oh, wow. that, that is what you use as your link. And so when you link to that, it's great. You can post pictures um, of yourself or people you are raising money for and it'll show like, you know, where your goal's at and and, and who's donated recently if, if they choose to show their name, though they can donate anonymously as well. So yeah, they support you in every possible way in setting that up. They make it very easy. Mm-hmm. Well, did you find that
0: running for a cause, especially one that's um, so close to your family and to your heart, did you find that that made the New York City Marathon a little bit more special than perhaps some of the other big city marathons you've run?
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I really felt, you know, thinking about my son when I'm out there and after talking to the other team members before we started running, you know, thinking about how, autism has affected their family or themselves or their loved ones, it really brings a a different meaning to um, what we're doing out there. Because in the end, we're just running, but um, you're really doing something good with it. So I, I love that. Yeah.
3: So Diane, when I ran the Nike Women's Marathon way back in the day, I was struck by how many team and training cheer squads there were. So was the same true in New York with Run for Autism? And if so, you know, what did that feel like
2: so I'm not familiar What, what is team in training
3: you mean Oh team in training is the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Oh. And they're well, I want to say is their color orange or purple? And anyone I I think it's purple and people are screaming I now think at their is. phones. It's purple and, or blue. Yeah, the, the purple and the and the green, yeah, I think yes. together. And so So it was, it just was really noticeable Mm -hmm. to me. And, and, you know, I, I felt a little left out. I'd be like, well, you can cheer for me too. (laughs) Um, But, but just, I also thought, wow, that must just really kind of be the wind beneath your wings (laughs) to quote Bette Midler, you know? Um, So did run for autism, were there any cheer stations? Did you get that effect? You know, I assume you wore their kit. Did you have, uh, you know, a singlet or something like that? (laughs)
2: Yes, yes. So they did have a cheer station set up. Um, I think a couple of them and they were taking photographs of us too. So they oh they wish. were out, they had mm-hmm. a photographers out there taking, you know, free photographs of the mm-hmm. Run for Autism group that they sent out later. I think I missed both of them. Sadly, New York City is so huge. It's big. And it's big. I'm yeah. turning the corner. I'm like looking on the left, looking on the left. And then I'm going, wait, <laughs> was it supposed to be my left or their left? You know, and by the time I you know figure it out, it's, if I've already passed The mile marker. So I miss them, but they did have at least two or three cheer squads out there. And then just strangers, um, you know, just random people would cheer you on because they appreciate the cause or they see that you're running Mm -hmm. for that cause. I saw other people out there with the same singlets on for my team. So it's not as huge as some of um, the other cancer based charities. I think there's another really large Sloan Kettering or some someone else has a really large Mm. cancer based charity out of New York City, too. And and breast cancer, of course, is a big one. But yes, yeah, you definitely get those extra cheers. And uh, it, it feels really good.
0: -hmm. Well, what's next on your race calendar? And uh, do you see yourself running more races for charity causes, either more for Run for Autism or other causes?
2: I would love to do that. Yes, I would love to run um, for charity again. I would, I would do it in in a minute. Right now, I don't know because I feel like I'm really trying to. I have this chronic hamstring injury, and I've been walking a lot, and I'm trying to. Come to peace with that. But mm. I was intending to run Chicago this fall um, again. And I don't know, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll be doing that one with a charity group, or I might be postponing it and taking some time off from, from running. So we'll see. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. 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 a lot of people are nodding along yeah, in, in empathy as you say that diane so so we wish you all the best and and thanks for encouraging us to do this episode finally
2: yes yes you know i was trying to get on here any way possible <laughs> that was the right thing. Bag bar yeah, yes. and <laughs> chirping in Sarah's ear. What about this? What about this? What about this?
0: <laughs> well, congratulations on succeeding.
3: Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you
2: so much. It was so nice to talk to you both. Yeah, thanks. This was fun,
3: Diane. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Well, Ellison. Now the question is: Is the you know Cooper River 10K? Do they have uh, charity partners that you could start fundraising my for? Goodness,
0: I guess I'll have to look into that. Okay. Now that now
3: that we've established what time, what month and year it is, you know, You're you right. do have
0: time. <laughs> right. That's Exactly yes. right.
3: <laughs> Bonehead Sarah Bonehead Shea over here uh, with that 2023 New York City Marathon call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we appreciate you being a loyal listener. We'd love if you could help other folks find our podcast. It's easy to help. You know, maybe you're feeling charitable. Go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate us, hopefully with five stars, and then write a quick review. Ratings and reviews truly do help new listeners find us and trust that we're good running companions. So it also assures potential advertisers that we have a strong listenership. So please show your support by rating and reviewing us wherever you get podcasts. We are sincerely grateful. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medore from Fire on the Bluff.
0: Barry can come in and clean up all of this. Yeah,
2: yeah, lovely. yeah um feel free to edit it to make it sound better oh okay, good because i was like I, I don't remember
3: the second half so i'm going to go with what ellison just was, suggested yeah, was probably
2: a run-on sentence so feel free to clean up the grammar there I, i'll appreciate it
3: it's so funny when i put in semicolons to some of the quotes i'm like are people like um sarah
0: i'm not really sure that person said a semicolon yeah. but. <laughs>